0: It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo.
1: And thank you so much uh, for staying with us. If you've been with us all morning, if you've just joined us, welcome to AM Live and time now for the uh, Forum at 8. And looking at the results, uh, still on 91%. And uh, it is uh, nothing untoward. Uh, traditionally, it is those last uh, few percentages that come through slowest. Uh, so we could be waiting well into today uh, for the last batch of results to come through, nothing unusual there. But as it stands, with 91 percent of counting complete the anc has 54.22% of the vote the da 26.48 and the eff a 7.96% of the vote and uh, province by province in limpopo uh, we see the anc with 68.73% the eff with 16.62% and of course uh, the uh, da with 8.0 of the vote and then uh, just moving across uh, to Mpumalanga let's go to Mpumalanga there and uh, at this time it's 98% counting complete uh, 70.73% for the ANC, the DA is on uh, 12.86% and uh, the EFF on 9.42% Northwest Province uh, the picture there is as such, uh, 89% vote Counting completed ANC 60.24%, the EFF 15.46%, and the Democratic Alliance uh, 14.04% of the vote in that province. And then um, the Free State, uh, let's go that way around. Uh, In the Free State, 99% 99% counting complete. Uh, so ANC 61.65, the DA 20.33 and EFF 9.62%. In uh, KwaZulu-Natal, uh, there it is uh, the ANC in the lead with 56.34, IFP 20.26%, the Democratic Alliance are 14.99% with 89% of uh, counting completed there in uh, the Northern Cape now, uh, the Northern Cape 100% complete, we uh, knew that yesterday and um, ANC coming up tops there a 58.26% uh, of the vote, the DA with 24.85% uh, and the EFF uh, they came in there with uh, 4.09% of the vote and then uh, uh, moving to the Western Cape, um, 92% counting complete, DAC 63.45% to the anc 25.93 and others uh, 3.73% very strong showing of uh, some of the independents uh, in the western cape and then the eastern cape now uh, what's going on there um, big, uh, your indulgence just for a second because sometimes it just takes a while to come up. 97% uh, counting complete. Um, ANC 65.37%. The DA 19.71%. And uh, the EFF 5.14%. And just running down into Nelson Mandela Bay there because as Kumuzi uh, Tabete was telling us in the news there, the ANC has now conceded defeat in Nelson Mandela Bay municipality. They had earlier lodged a dispute um, after speaking to their structures in the province with the IEC uh, but the party has now taken the decision to withdraw that uh, dispute. So um, looking at Nelson Mandela Bay uh, with 98% counting completed there, the DA has 90% uh, Huh? No, I'm looking at a particular ward Uh, I was just going to say Never, <laughs> uh, anyway. Announcing Bay, the Democratic Alliance 46.65 percent of the vote, the ANC 40.99, and EFF 5.07. So, um, Ethel Trollope there must be a very, very happy man. And uh, then, uh, just coming back uh, to uh, Gauteng, uh, finally, and what's happening in um, Gauteng. 74% of counting completed. Uh, the ANC currently in pole position, 44.89%. Uh, the Democratic Alliance at 38.73% and EFF at uh, 10.97%. And uh, then uh, just more specifically, Tswane, uh, DA in the lead there, 43.49%. The ANC with 41.91% and EFF, 10.57 and Johannesburg, the city of Johannesburg, the ANC has 41.84 percent currently. CSIR expecting them to move up to about 45 percent. Um, uh, the Democratic Alliance, 41 uh, percent, uh, 41.72, they're expected to come down slightly uh, as per that prediction. And of course, the EFF at 10.81 percent of the vote. And Egeruleni, um ANC, 47.37 percent. The Democratic Alliance at 36.01% and the EFF 11.18% of the vote. That's what it's looking like currently, um, at the picture uh, with the results. And uh, just again, uh, the overall um, uh, picture is that 91% of counting has been completed at this stage. So let me uh, bring in our guests uh, for this segment. Uh, Professor uh, Susan Boysen from the Wits uh, Graduate School of Public and in, uh, development management uh, thanks for speaking to us again good morning sakina and we also have joining us on the line our political analyst Aubrey machi good morning Aubrey.
2: good morning sakina good morning professor
3: good morning Aubrey, Aubrey
1: i haven't spoken to you about these elections uh, first time we've spoken this week so what is your overall impression of what we are seeing currently
2: well, what, what we're seeing is the continuation of uh, the decline of the ANC in electoral support, uh, something which I did expect would happen in this election. But uh, if uh, the current trend we're seeing hold, um I think there will be a few surprises uh, for some of us uh, commentators. Because my expectation was that uh, the ANC would win Johannesburg by a very slim majority. Um, I was open to the possibility that uh, no one would would win an absolute majority in Swane, eh? and and the same expectation in uh, Nelson Mandela Bay. And given the fact that the ANC was at sixty one percent in the twenty eleven uh, elections, um, I thought the ANC would be safe in eguruleni But it seems where this uh, result is heading is a situation where in the major metropolitan areas of uh, uh, Hauden, that is Chuanes Johannesburg and eguruleni there might be no party that wins an uh, absolute majority. And I think this election will tell us two things. Firstly, um, it will tell us what to look out for in 2019 and 2022 and secondly it is saying something about the state of our electoral uh, democracy and the fact that our electoral democracy is either becoming more competitive or less uncompetitive but it is also telling us something about the fact that contrary to what some have been saying for too many years that those voters who vote ANC, and this is code for black people, tended to vote with their hearts and not with their heads, is a myth, as some of us have insisted all along, that the identity of the black voter, including the identity of the black ANC voter, is a complex identity, and it is evolving. And the fact that it is evolving um, is going to manifest in shift in support for the ANC. Whereas if you look at the identity of the white voter, uh, in electoral terms and in general, it has been a static identity. In other words, ANC voters, those who voted for the ANC in previous elections, are not wedded to the ANC. They have shown a preparedness to vote for other parties. Whereas if you look at the preponderance of those who have voted for the DA, the DP, uh, PFP and so on in the past, that has not been the case. So I think this is a very dramatic um, outcome for the ANC in terms of the need for internal realignment in the party. And if that internal realignment does not occur, uh, there will be dire consequences for the party in 2019 and 2022.
1: And uh, Zizi Kodwa, who is the uh, national spokesperson of the African National Congress, just stepped into the studio at the right time to respond
4: to that. Because how does Zizi, the ANC, react to this result? I think, thanks very much, Sakin. If you look at the map where it shows the dominant party, uh, you'll see that the whole South Africa is green. In other words, the ANC continues to be the dominant party, continues to enjoy majority of support. Uh, We have crossed the line of 10 million voters. If you look at comparatively with the past elections, whether local or national, we've always been voted by above 10 million. In other words, you can look at issues of numbers, percentage of dropping, but the ANC has sustained and continues to be the dominant party in South Africa. But of course, there are issues that have been raised in a number of areas. What they're talking about, a turn out in some of the areas. What they are talking about, even in areas where the IEC has not declared, but you could see the ANC, it is in majority in terms of words, but the issues of PR and so on. We can already speculatively talk about those issues because the IEC has not yet declared and announced the results. Some would say you're in denial. No, no, no. Uh, we, we have an institution that runs elections. Uh, we can, as a political party, ahead of that institution already make certain pronouncements because as a constitutional democracy, we must allow that credible institution to do its work and announce the results. Do you accept, though, that there is
1: a steady decline in uh, support for the African National Congress
4: as evidenced in elections, at least the past two? what we've seen that, we've seen that even in the last, uh, in a number of recent by-elections. And there's a number of other variables that may be important. The first one is that uh, we must see it as a, a maturation of democracy, as a proliferation of political parties. It's no longer one dominant party, many of whom they are offsprings of the ANC. In other words, they erode from the same traditional base. It's not like when they are formed, they establish their own constituency base. No, they take from the ANC. So naturally, if you take one person from the ANC, it's a minus, it's not an addition. Now, there could be other issues as well, whether they are subjective factors within the ANC, which we spoke about to them publicly in the National General Council, about certain issues that we must deal with internally. But having said those things, it's early days to say, well, how do we dissect these elections to an extent that they point us to a certain direction about whether it's subjective factors or it's objective factors, subjective being factors being inside, objective factors that we have no control outside. But you think as the ANC, we are still, uh, we're still excited at the fact that we're still a dominant party. But naturally, we'll uh, analyze, we'll do an introspection of these elections to say what do they mean to the African National Congress because we can't close our eyes because the ANC must live for 100 years. If we close our eyes in terms of what these results may mean, what they mirror tomorrow, we, 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 we may just close our eyes and take our heads in the sand.
1: Let's uh, take a look at uh, what's going on in Nelson Mandela Bay. Now, our news uh, uh, report they said that the ANC had now conceded defeat, but I
4: understand uh, you haven't. No, 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 you can't. We can't concede defeat even ahead of the official announcement. The IEC has not yet announced and declared elections of Nelson Mandela. You can make an analysis in terms of the percentages and what comes out at the moment, but the ANC has not accepted any uh, defeat. So what do you expect to change in that particular
1: picture? Where uh, uh, do you really expect a turnaround at this stage? Our approach is that even 98% if, of the votes co- uh, counting completed. Even if,
4: if, in some area, whether you're talking about Nelson Mandela, uh, there's a possibility that you may not win. But what is important is that the ANC's view is that you must go back, work hard, and reclaim whatever area, whether it's Nelson Mandela, whether it's a municipality in Limpopo. But as of now, the IEC has not announced any election. On the basis of the announcement and the final results, I think that questioner could answer it differently.
1: Well, um, we'll give you that. You can wait for the final announcement. I'm I'm, I'm here throughout the day. I slept
4: here, I'll be here until tomorrow.
1: We we will allow you that, Latitude Zizi. But obviously, you know, looking at how the picture is emerging in Gauteng, especially, there are claims that you are becoming a rural party, very much so, given that you are struggling. By uh, the indication of the numbers, uh, to hold on, uh, you know, to some of the major uh, centres, the metros in
4: particular. What's your response to that? If you see again these number of uh, political parties I spoke about as proliferation the, it, 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 their dominance is in the urban uh you'll find a few in the rural areas so you must again understand it in the context of maturing democracy that you've got a lot of independence in urban towns you've got a lot of uh, parties that are issue based in urban towns whether you're talking about housing whether you're talking about the ratepayers association and so on, you don't find them in rural areas ratepayers association you do find them in urban areas and i think we must appreciate but also as a party i don't think the anc at the moment its dominance suggests that the anc has become a ruralitarian party. The ANC is still dominant in many urban towns, but the results as of yet is a matter of analysis. At the end of the results, even in themselves, I don't think we should conclude that the ANC has become a party of the semi-urban or a rural party. But by
1: government's own admission, uh, surely this is something that the African National Congress should be concerned about, uh, because uh, the urban population is growing, it's growing larger, it's growing younger, uh, and it's envisaged that by uh, that nearly 80% of the
4: total population will be living in urban areas by 2050. How does the ANC respond to that? As a political party, as you continue to do your as an analysis of the balance of forces, that you still have this vision, live for 100 years you must respond to that if the ntp says for an example the projection of uh, urbanization is that by 2030 70 percent of the population will be up in town Mm. how does that impact in the organization because the demands become for example there's an issue uh, Johannesburg, not even houting let's say houting has got a bigger population and yet in the land in terms of land mass Mm -hmm. is the smallest province how do you deal with issues of uh, provision of services in that in, in that area, how do you respond to greater demands that are as a result of in-migration to housing, for an example. How do you deal with issues of unemployment among young people, issues of provision of houses, that you don't have space for further development of houses and so on. These are the issues that as a governing party, as an ANC, you can run away. But I think you can not dig your head in the head sense of the ANC that the more you develop, the more you deliver, the more of your successes, you become a victim of those successes in terms of more demands that people continue to make.
1: And uh, just taking a quick look at uh, Johannesburg, uh, Zizi, and of course, Twane. let's start in Joburg and uh, what the picture is telling us currently. 70, uh, 70% of counting completed. ANC 41.84, DA 41.72, EFF 10.81%. And by all indications, at least if predictions are anything to go by, there will be no outright uh, majority winner in uh, Johannesburg or in Twane. So that obviously now brings us to the talk about coalitions.
4: Coalition is a function of results. Nobody ever goes to a campaign with a view to be in a coalition, except I'm sure UDM and so on would have done so. But a big party like the ANS, you don't go to a a campaign with a view for a coalition, and I think that is elitism. Our, Our view is that what is remaining which must be still be audited. In, both in Johannesburg and Swaziland, it comes from the traditional base of the ANC, and anything else that is still coming may change the picture that we see at the moment. And uh, if it doesn't, who would you? be most likely to enter into any sort of coalition? We, we, like, like I said, I mean, we, it was never part of our campaign to be in, in any coalition. Uh, coalition is a function of our results, and it's early days to say that because we still believe what is yet to come, both in Johannesburg and Tswane, comes from the traditional base of the ANC, and we have no reason to doubt that it would not change what is it, what appears now.
1: Okay, you can say that about Johannesburg and Tswane because you are waiting for final results, but let's take uh, the Northern Cape, for example, Carriersberg. You have to get into
4: a coalition with someone. There is a number of them, and not only that in in, <laughs> in northwest. Yes, Limbo, for that's why I'm giving you a there's, specific there's, example. There is hang, there's, uh, hang yes. councils. The issue about coalition is that you need to consider, among others, you must look at the some of the the character of the political parties, many of whom, they share the traditional, almost the social base and the traditional base with the African National Congress. So it's a poor, it's working class, and so on. So you look at that vis-a-vis the manifestos in terms of the objectives that you set out as a majority party. Because if you say, for example, I would imagine um, a, a, a coalition of EFFTA and EA and Freedom Front, it will never work. It's unworkable. Nobody can go to a coalition. But EFF and, uh, and ANC could work. I'm 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 just giving that an example <laughs> of an, a coalition that must work. No 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 i I'm asking: Would that one work? <laughs> no. With the eff ANC coalition, would it work? You, you can't preempt already a coalition. No, you you but you are already preempting that D A EFF but, but, but and but I'm just uh, Freedom what Front wouldn't work. What what? what uh, no, no no no, those ones can't. I mean But accurate. what makes you think that EFF ANC would work? No, it could because I'm saying that it could work because we are the, the, we share the same social base and traditional base because EFF in terms of its support is the same base as the African National Congress is a poor, is a working class and so on and I think in terms of going forward it's something that you can think about but at the moment, for the ANC, it's not a discussion uh, coalition in terms of the metros. But in some areas in Northwest, we have no reason to doubt because already we are less than 40 50%. And therefore, we have to negotiate and have dis- discussions. And those discussions, I, I would assume, in some provinces have already started.
1: So in the Northern Cape, the EFF says they are willing to go into
4: a partnership with you. So would you accept? No, uh, we, 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 there's been so many invitations. Um, and I think- Would you accept that one? We, we, Specifically, not specifically just, that we, we, one. We would, of course, we would considering all the issues that I've just raised. Okay, we have to go unfortunately to news when we come back. Susan, voice and someone, daughter African
1: and of course Aubrey also with us. And we'll continue with this discussion after this um, update here with Kumbuzile Tabete But before I go there we have been inundated with these messages and I'm just not getting an opportunity to read them if I can find them of course um, I will, uh, some of your uh, SMS messages here uh, about the elections and of course uh, what is going on uh, here at uh, the ICC, uh, the IEC Centre but uh, lots of tweets as well and uh, just looking at them Zizi, people are saying so now uh, Jesus has landed in Nelson Mandela Bay um, I'm not sure about <laughs> That And, uh, you know, lots of talk also about the money, the resources that were spent, and um, what do we have to show for it? And um, then also uh, there's a message here uh, from Spigiri who says the uh, first ANC campaign was an arrogant, chauvinistic show of opulence. Um, when you serve people, uvalo is essential. It keeps you honest.
3: It's your favorite time of the morning. The forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live
1: and uh, welcome back and this is the forum at ATA and talking results here at uh, the IEC Election Results Centre in uh, Pretoria and let me just introduce my panel of guests this morning. Uh, we have Professor Sumato policy and uh, political analyst at uh, UNISA from the Witt School of Governance. We have Professor Susan Boysen, uh Obri Machitlui who is a political analyst is on the line to us and uh, stopping by so kindly is uh, the national spokesperson of the African National Congress Congress, Mr. Zizi Courtois. So I think I've said quite a lot. Let me have other people uh, b- coming in as well. Uh, let me start with you, Professor Boyson.
3: Thank you. Yes, and I'm listening with great interest to Zizi here as well. Of course, we know here, and there I concur to, with quite a bit of what Aubrey said earlier, that is a systematic decline from one election to another, recognizing that the ANC doesn't always, the local isn't always comparable to the national results, but it is a relentless decline graph from 2004 on from national and two years after that in terms of local. And this for me, I see in this this the point where the ANC is coming towards 50%, if it continues at the current rate, the rate that we've seen across the last few elections, then inevitably, in about a decade's time, we're getting to that 50% point. If the ANC has not seen the message up to now then what, how can people be sure out there that it will see the me- get the message in the next time around, the next few years? Is this, I think the message from this election is that the people do not see the current ANC with its current leadership taking it into the 2019 election. I've heard Zizi also talking about the fact of taking going introspectively and finding out what is wrong, what the ANC did wrongly, in what places. Yes. <laughs> I am surprised that the ANC does not get the message yet, does not see this election result as a message as such. What the voters, we know the debates are there, we know the issues are there. We've seen so much research, focus groups, never mind the polls, but focus groups, qualitative research, voices from communities coming out, people speaking out against the party that they've seen as arrogant, that they see as alienating, that sadly they do not always see as living out the image, the message of Nelson Mandela of course, Nelson Mandela is a symbol for a whole system there. And so the ANC, I'm, I'm surprised that the ANC can say that they do not quite know what the voters feel and think out there. We know the debates and we have seen the results. That is what the voters think out there. And the ANC would have a serious task to turn itself around. And the question is, is the ANC in Gauteng going to be blamed for the sale much of the setback that the ANC is suffering overall? What is going to happen to the ANC in Gauteng? That is an interesting question because uh, before these elections, there were, of course, rumors. I'll call them rumors that
1: uh, uh, there was talk about disbanding the Gauteng PEC. But rumors, as I say, but Zizi Kodwa will uh, fill us in in a little bit. Professor Figeni?
5: Well, I do think that, uh, as I was listening to Zizi, uh, you form partnerships and coalitions not because you are going to lose, but because sometimes you have a slim majority to make you rule more effectively. Therefore, ANC starting late to talk coalitions might give even the one that doesn't have the leading role Uh, in terms of the proportion, more advantage. Remember in the Western Cape that DA was able to cobble together, even though it had lesser numbers, but it was able to go beyond 50 plus 1. But at this stage saying you can't talk until the results are certified might actually give opposition in many places that particular advantage. Because sometimes if you only have 50%, just to govern just to pass your budgets, do other things, need those partnerships for you to be effective. So that to me, I do think that ANC would have to think and reflect and reconsider that position. And secondly, I do think that uh, uh, the progressive decline, ANC peaked in 2004, as Professor Susan Boyzen said, and in the local government elections in 2006 since then the graph has been steady but sure on the downward side and ANC's biggest challenge now is to push it back for one simple reason in 2014 in the urban areas that's where you seem to have not just a steady decline but a dramatic drop and that is where the GDP of the country is and DA strategy has been very clear capture a metro and you follow with a province. Capture a metro and you follow with a, a province. And that in itself, I think uh, ANC would have to think very carefully about what is happening. But lastly, the point I want to make uh, you know, uh, with ANC, flowing from these elections, they are at the crossroads. Either it becomes a blame game, which deepens the divisions and worsens the succession battle, Therefore, it may precipitate a decline which is sharper for the ANC. Or they go back, regroup and say, factionalism, fragmentation, bringing more numbers of people who look at ANC as a way of getting into a career or into tenders, corruption. That's why I'm still amazed that ANC says we have triple challenges, when in fact the fourth challenge, corruption, might be making inequality worse might be making poverty worse uh, and so forth so to me that in itself might be something that ANC will have to ponder over or suffer uh, you know the fate of many post-liberation organizations which may rely more on history and perhaps less on the future because with the younger generation now you talk of saying I was in Robin Island, they ask did you take a morning or afternoon boat? Because to them <laughs> it's tourism. <laughs> you say I was in Zambia. They say did you go to Vic Falls? <laughs> because the resonance is no longer as strong. Particularly the youth.
1: Aubrey, what's your take before I get Zizi to respond to all of all of this?
5: Well, I mean,
1: this is
2: correct. Um, when he says that our democracy is maturing. But that's not the only reason behind the decline of the the ANC. Um, If you look at uh, COPE and the EFF, yes, they did come out of the ANC, but they are a product of the ANC's decline. So the result you are going to see uh, when uh, we have all the results tallied is going to be a product of uh, that decline. Someone that is correct, that triple challenges do not describe fully the challenges facing the ANC and to some extent the country. Corruption is the fourth one. But there is a fifth one. The fifth challenge is the ANC itself. The greatest enemy of the ANC is the ANC itself. Uh, The ANC has tended, uh, especially over the past decade, um, to be like a snake that is eating itself from the tail. So that's another problem. Another problem is that this is correct, that the ANC has done diagnosis of what is wrong with it internally and and what is wrong with, with its relationship, with its uh, motive for the people. But the problem is that even as it does this diagnosis, it has an out-of-body experience, the same out-of-body experience We saw at the NGC with the president giving an eloquent critique of what is wrong with the ANC. And if you look at some of the discussion papers that were done in preparation for the NGC, the ANC does a very good critique of uh, what is wrong with it. But the critique it does is not connected to how it responds to the state of the organization. And that is why I say it tends to go through an out-of-body experience. And I hope what is going to happen this time, to the extent that there is a difference between private and public political communication, at a public level, at the level of public political communication, the ANC is going to spin this result, as it is already doing, by talking about the fact that the map is green, as in 54 percent and 62 percent are the same. So the ANC today is not a dominant party at 54%. It is a majority party. There is a difference um, between the two. And I hope that when it comes to private political communication, they will be more honest with themselves than they are at the level of public political communication.
4: Well, I think the strength of the African National Congress has always been, and we made this point earlier today, has always been to acknowledge and to own up to your mistakes. And I think we've never been arrogant about some of the subjective factors internally. I think these elections, for us, they present a challenge. And I think it will be arrogant and brittle for anybody within the ANC to say, no, 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 we remain majority-dominant and therefore we don't care about I think there's something to learn from these elections. So when we do an introspection, it is not just an academic exercise. It's to say how do we deal with a decline since 2009 and which I think the organization, even the recent by-elections, have indicated whether it's the issues of turnout, whether it's people not staying away and so on. But it, the most interesting element and the phenomenon about the recent elections, including these elections, what we find is that the voter of the ANC, even where we had a low turnout, a voter of the ANC does not immediately cross and vote another party. It's either they stay away or they don't vote or whatever reason. In. That in itself is not an anti-ANC anti vote. It's an expression of unhappiness about other things. And these are the things that I think all professors and doctors are talking about. That we must be frank about ourselves as an organisation because we are building the future. And I don't think we must be, uh, we must we must take our sense and say these results were comfortable, but we are not comfortable about these results. But however, I think we are excited at the fact that we continue to be the dominant. Uh, party if you look at the number of words and councils that were uh, uh, under the control of the African National Congress. Well I know everybody still
1: has something to say. Let me just uh, read what the listeners are saying here. Um, Paul says, it seems the metros can no longer be swayed by food parcels and T-shirts. Uh, Tepo Motsumi in Bloemfontein says, uh, we have lost dismally as the ANC, and now the ANC as an organization, uh, the whole top six or the president, uh, could have to apologize or resign. Unfortunately, this will not be the case, says Tsepo. Um Ismail in Mam says, I'm interested to know what happens to the ousted Mayors in the metros where the opposition uh, will now take over. And then um, Ivan in Joburg says, uh, South Africa loves the ANC. The problem is Jacob Zuma and other leadership. Unfortunately, they won't resign. Jacob Zuma killed the ANC. All that is left now is to bury it or resign. Uh, Josiah in Free State. Today, I understand the meaning of your vote is your choice. The ANC ignores the people about ETOLs and uh, the new Tswane mayor. And I hope the DA will win and make a coalition with the EFF. PJ says, hello, SAFM. Uh, Some of us in Eteguini did vote. Any results perhaps? Yeah, those results are coming in. I'll have a look uh, for you in uh, just a minute uh, what's going on in uh, Eteguini? And uh, whilst I'm looking for that, let me read uh, some others. Tony in Bedford View says, uh, the township president said, unless we get service delivery, we won't vote. They didn't vote. Uh, That's from Tony in Bedford View. And Makeba in Pretoria says, the DA has um, successfully used its sophisticated racist strategy to portray ANC as black incompetent Corrupt, destructive, and chaotic way it governs uh, to increase its colored votes and the reactionary African middle class. Thanks to the resistance of our people, the ANC still lives and still leads. That's Mark in uh, Pretoria. Let's hear from Sianda in Guaduguza. Good morning, Sianda.
0: You, just a few points. The first one, let us all agree, comrades, with this. President Zuma has deployed to the support of the ANC. It did not only start uh, when he became the president. It started even in exile with Donald Kamil Zulu, one of the ablest uh, uh, members of the Umkondo regime. Uh, then it came when Kobu Zuma has been fighting, fighting, and attacking leaders of the ANC. You're Swambin, you're Lerikwala, you 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 Khalima Mustang, and, and so on. I am therefore saying that the ANC, uh, ANC that we know, ANC of the freedom charter, ANC that is revolutionary, uh, must not die. But if the ANC wants uh, uh, the party to die, even before uh, Jesus comes back, it must continue having a pariah president, a president who has no morals, a president who has no ethics. It is not about the hatred of Zuma, it is about our history, it is our part, our people, the working class, the poor, and, 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 and many people have sacrificed the justice to the liberation struggle. And I'm appealing to the ANC that they do not kill the ANC. And the first is to uplift the case, the, the, the second therapy for the second room to survive. And then all of us who are outside the ANC, we have the building of the ANC, that is the, you know, the ANC of Chief of the Oliver Trump, and many really killers. Thank you very much.
1: Okay, Bye. thanks Yanda, in um, This uh, message from Jabulane Wasevoti says uh, People are getting tired of the singing, the giggling the dabbing, they want content and uh, the ANC is missing this uh, Humotsu Paslane says uh, The failure to win young voters is what is costing uh, the ruling party and uh, this one from uh, Ndombela says the ANC kept uh, too much of an eye on the EFF to such an extent that they forgot work for the people and service delivery. Kandla went to the IFP and then um, uh, Liaka Ronald says we love the ANC but the arrogance and them uh, calling us clever blacks when we are critical of them is what chased us away. And uh, uh, the native speaker says SK who advises the ANC? The arrogance is still there in spite of what is evident. Zizi and the ANC can't spin this one anymore. They need
4: to learn. Zizi? No, I think what is important of us, like the point I made earlier, the, I, I want to, to respond to Sihanda first, because I think the issue of Nkandla, Nkandla has always been under AFP. But I think the point we must make, again, we can celebrate it, is that we won the word uh, of the President Zuma um, in, in Nkandla. Nkandla is still under AFP, though. It was always under AFP, so it's not like we lost AFP. I think the ANC is a living organism is influenced by external and uh, uh, external fact, internal factors where i think we can objectively reject everything and say arrogantly as an anc we don't learn and i think um it's not from the anc that uh, these elections don't present a challenge to the african national congress we're not saying that all what we say is that uh, in the anc we do not subscribe to the notion of a leader we subscribe to the notion of leadership. Um, that's and it's important to understand what does that mean because we don't think the ANC and the people who vote the ANC they vote because of a leader in the ANC but we vote the organization and it's important to appreciate that notion what does it mean and I think we'll continue to do so in the context of making sure that we do an introspection that is objective with a view that the ANC must remain a strong party as it continues to enjoy uh, overwhelming support among South Africans. Professor Boyson? I think
3: there's a serious sense of denialism in what Zizi says here. We know that President is the symbolical elephant in the room of this vote. There has been so much in this campaign that has denied that that the president is a symbol. Like Nelson Mandela was a symbol of a certain system. This president we have now is a symbol of the system of suspicions probabilities of very untoward behavior to call a spade a spade about the elephant in the room and unless the ANC addresses that that then it is going to be in this narrow downward path that we see now and we have not even, the moment, I think the seriousness of the moment which we find ourselves in now is underestimated. The, it is a system of government that is bec- is coming and cha- being challenged now, especially in the metros. Yes, the map is green, but the shades of green are devastatingly different from what they were a few years ago, and we, we I've also underestimating it is the effect of government imagine this in these metros how many civil servants there are who have been politically deployed they are not going to survive under a new if they a new if a coalition government should come into these systems there is going to be a serious clean out in many many departments around these metro governments and that is the next phase that we're going to face now unless the ANC and even if the ANC Gets together coalition governments It's going to be a new form of government. ANC would be forced to look for itself at where it, has, it can be better delivering, better not patronage that has assured positions for people, but to ensure there is better quality government. And in that sense, not to say so much multipartyism. All that is important too. More cooperative government is important too, but bringing that increased. Accountability, and I think that is probably much of what voters have been voting for in these elections. I also just briefly want to raise the point about township support and black African, to obviously, township support, much, and there we have seen the DA having grown, there has not been a revolution for the DA in the townships, but we have seen the percentages and I've been delving into the CSIR information where they've got these trends per region and we see the DA in townships, Soweto, Alexandra, Dobsonville, Tembisa, Catleon, they have gone up from 5% to 7% to 9% in these elections 2011, 2011, 2014, 2016 stepped increases and that brings a serious message for the NC. and those were not just in upper middle in middle class, relatively middle class township areas, but in those areas where the NC's core support is. You indeed correctly refer to your traditional support that core support and those people have started doubting the ANC not in large numbers but in significant numbers and so I think many more and thoroughgoing deep changes are underway in South Africa. And I still have to be persuaded that the ANC has got its handle on it, that it is really, really to step in and change Mm. what needs to be changed. And uh, speaking of, you know, uh, the uh, public servants who may
1: find themselves in some sort of peril, and, um, of course, uh, talks of coalitions uh, does come into play, and we're all talking about the ANC and the DA and where they would decide to go, but uh, that places the EFF in a nice dilemma, doesn't it? Uh, Because if they, um, as it is looking Right now in Swane and in Joburg, if that picture uh, persists and they get to be kingmakers in uh, those two metros, they have quite a dilemma on their hands as well. Because who do they go with? Who would be the better devil for the ANC uh, for for the EFF in this instance?
4: Or oh, a better angel? <laughs> 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 well, I
5: do think that uh, perhaps at this moment the reality has come and the EFF might be in a bigger dilemma than we think. Here is an ambitious young party talking revolution, talking takeover in 2019. In Parliament, its relationship has become frosty with the DA. They have fallen out. They were combined in focusing on President Zuma. uh, But over time, that has fallen out. Its relationship with the ANC and the deep sense of betrayal and the deep, which is very personal at times makes it very difficult for some of its leaders to work well with the ANC. So in this case you may find that they may enter into collision but after some time that may not be workable because it may dilute the EFF brand per se. And they are very different from the DA in terms of policy and so forth. But there are just two, three things I wanted to highlight. I think ANC has been good in diagnosing the problems. Where the problem is, is in prescription and taking the medicine. Because when now you have diagnosed the problem, it needs a certain kind of courage. But the factional nature, in some instances, it becomes a matter of who has power. Uh, Once you have less power, certain prescriptions can be imposed. Therefore, the inconsistent application of the medicine leaves many patients not well in the hospital. The alliance partners, we have not spoken about how ANC goes into this election for the first time, with its alliance partners in big challenges internally, and some even reluctant to assist. SACP in some regions saying we're going to take our independent you know, positions. That has not been resolved on time. ANC at this moment doesn't seem to have a clear strategy for the black middle class, for the minorities, for the black business and the white business and uh, that in itself I think over time even for the youth for that matter because its youth league is relatively weak at this particular moment. And uh, I would then say that the personalization of power within the ANC very often of late People join leaders rather than join the organization. And they subscribe to the leaders, not the values of the organization. And the ANC would have to deal with that. Contradictory messages coming to the elections and sometimes in the midst of elections on the SHPC, on the state capture, on the Tswane deployment, on fransman and so forth could not have helped the ANC because it sends a signal that this is not a well-oiled machine. Uh, at times the contradictions are so deep
1: and aubrey just finally from you because we are out of time unfortunately uh just your final word and a question here from musa setole who says what will happen if the eff refuses to enter into any coalition with anyone aubrey <laughs> uh
2: Sakina, before before i come to the question of coalition Mm -hmm. Um, I I want to go back to what Zizi was saying about uh, the fact that people don't vote for a leader. And you were talking in the context of leadership. Um, I I think what the ANC must uh, not do is to avoid dealing with the specific features of its decline. And in responding to those specific features of its decline, it will have to accept the fact that it must deal with the quality of its leadership. And we are not talking about a single leader only, but we are talking about the leadership in general that is available to the party. There is a decline there, and that must be addressed. Uh, at, a, at a moral level, at a strategic level, and other levels. So there must be specific responses to every feature of the decline of the ANC. When it comes to coalition, uh, voters, when they were voting for the DA, they were voting for change. Therefore, the DA going to a coalition with the ANC uh, would be in violation of that mandate. The same applies to the EFF. The voters were voting for change. And therefore, it is highly unlikely that the EFF will want to be in coalition with uh, um, the ANC, despite, of course, the fact that uh, politics must be the art of politics or the art of faking, of faking superiority
1: well that unfortunately is all we have time for this morning i know i feel like you I, this nine o'clock is the enemy but uh, that is where we have to leave it and uh, of course uh midday live and pm live will continue our election coverage uh here in pretoria uh but that's it for us and uh, we unfortunately are out of here and uh, as i leave uh, let me just give you a final update on what's going on um, uh, the national picture at the moment um, is still ninety-one uh, percent, fifty-four for the ANC, twenty-six the DA, seven for uh, the EFF, and uh, as I said, the other shows will continue to update you. Thanks so much to our guests this morning, and of course to you, our listeners, have a fantastic weekend. Much more to talk about, and you'll hear that on South Africa's news and information leader, SAFM. And we are crossing back now to Auckland Park for the nine o'clock news with Kumbuzila Tabete.